Hello and welcome to Locked On St. Louis Cardinals, your daily podcast, quasi-daily podcast, I guess, covering all things Cardinals baseball, brought to you most days live from Bush Stadium, uh, recording early today. My name is Jeff Jones. I'm here bringing you your podcast uh, this morning slash this afternoon here on Friday, June 1st, after a, uh, a dramatic day in this season's narrative as it unfolded yesterday for the St. Louis Cardinals. I think I was probably one of the only people at the ballpark yesterday who did not write about Alex Reyes. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that as this podcast unfolds. But yeah, the uh, the, the, the story at the park yesterday certainly uh, became about something very different than I think we expected it to be when the day began. The Cardinals yesterday with a 10-8 win, a walk-off victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jairo Munoz with a three-run home run in the ninth to bookend his two-run double in the first inning. Uh, drove in five of the Cardinals' 10 runs yesterday, while at the same time uh, committing a couple of mistakes on defense that may have put the Cardinals in a position to need those offensive heroics. So uh, an up-and-down day for Munoz, an up-and-down day for the organization, but I think... Uh, all things considered, a day that the Cardinals needed to end on a positive note. Uh, yesterday in the postgame press conference, I, I asked Mike Matheny that question. I asked him about what the day would have been like without a victory. Because the Cardinals last night, uh, jumping out to a 4 nothing lead after batting around against Trevor Williams in the first innings. And then you just sort of had the slow drip of, of that lead frittering away. Jack Flaherty uh, got through five innings where he had to work pretty hard. The pitch count got over 100 in those five innings. Couldn't keep the Pirates totally off the board. You had Tyler Lyons and John Brebbia come in and, and, and throw up zeros on their stat line, but I don't think either. Lions, I should, Lions faced two batters, got them both looked fine. Uh, Brebbia gave up a couple of hits, was a little bit shaky as a bridge to Jordan Hicks. Hicks and then Bud Norris uh, unable to hold the lead. Norris finally allowing a three-run home run to, to Francisco Cervelli in the eighth that put the Pirates on top for uh, what looked like was going to be the last time. The Cardinals trailing 8-5 to five heading into that ninth inning yesterday uh, and then benefited from Felipe Vasquez's inability to get a single batter out. All five Cardinals who came to the plate in the ninth scored in that inning. Uh, Harrison Bader with... A, a, a leadoff single. You had Tommy Pham hit a sharp ground ball to third that was punted by Sean Rodriguez, who came who had, who would come in as a uh, a pinch runner for Colin Moran in the eighth. Rodriguez makes the error to put for, to put to put two runners on with nobody out. Then you have uh, Marcelo Zuna comes to the plate after being inserted in the Cardinals' third double switch of the evening in the prior inning. Ozuna draws a walk. Uh, Ozuna still, as we as we hear said on June 1st, has not hit a home run at Busch Stadium this season. And that was, that was a spot last night where you could see the possibility of Ozuna really trying to push uh, and, and really trying to... To, to drive the ball in a way that may have been a little bit of a reach, but instead Ozuna was patient, drew the bases loaded, walked, and you had the uh, then you then you had a two runs single by Luke Voigt, his first plate appearance with the Cardinals this season after being recalled yesterday in the flurry of roster moves, the two run single, and then you had Jairo Munoz, of course, with the three run walk off home run. So uh, with all of those things happening in rapid succession in the ninth inning, it's sort of easy to forget. How that day started, you know, as I mentioned and joked about here at the top of the podcast, uh, was one of the only people who did not write about Alex.
Alex Reyes yesterday, but that was certainly the story. One day after Reyes left a start in Milwaukee, his first start in a year and a half uh, after after throwing only four innings and, and didn't quite reach 80 pitches and his start in Milwaukee, four shutout, but uh, innings in which he had to work a little harder than perhaps he had in his minor league rehab start. Uh, the Cardinals announcing yesterday that Alex Reyes has a significant, as termed by general manager Michael Gersh, strain of his lat muscle in his right shoulder, uh, and, and an injury that, that Gersh said was not minor, that was not going to be just a few starts, and that was probably going to put Reyes out for an extended period of time. I, I think that the first thing to talk about here when we're talking about time frame with Alex Reyes is that the Cardinals were consistent in describing Carlos Martinez's injury as minor. Uh, they at first thought maybe only one start, then maybe only two. Now, by the time that Carlos Martinez returns to the active roster, presumably uh, presumably here on the, the, this coming Tuesday in the spot that would otherwise have been Reyes's, it'll be pretty much right on a month since Carlos Martinez went down injured that he will have missed with what the Cardinals deemed a minor lat strain. If the injury to Reyes is considered uh, somewhat more significant than that, and if the Cardinals believe that Reyes is going to you know, be facing a much steeper road than Martinez did, then that could mean a substantial period of time, if not the remainder of the season. Uh, so far, the Cardinals have resisted any sort of description that would include Reyes not returning to the rotation or returning to the team at any point this season, but I think the concern probably has to be high. Uh, the, the comparison that was asked about yesterday at the ballpark was uh, was Noah Syndergaard. Syndergaard had a lat strain last year for the Mets, and it limited him to making only six starts uh, for the entirety of last season. And so with that in mind, it does raise the question of what a recovery period would look like for Alex Reyes. Uh, now, the Cardinals yesterday were saying that Reyes was still looking to get a second opinion on the shoulder, uh, said that it was that was agreed upon from both player and team, and that they were trying to send him to a specialist, I guess, more than a traditional second opinion. Uh, but the specialist was out of town, and they were going to have to book an appointment either for today or perhaps for Monday. Uh, there was a somewhat amusing bit of, of guessing game when, uh, when, when GM Michael Gersh didn't reveal the city in which the out-of-town doctor was located and then had to go through a guessing game of reporters naming states. So I think I think we established the doctor is not in Houston and not in California. Uh, admittedly, I didn't look. I'm guessing that there are some sort of renowned pitching doctors in those locations. But, uh, but, but yeah, Michael Gersh not revealing where. But Alex Ray is off for a second opinion to check out the extent of the injury to his right lat. So when we're talking about Alex Reyes, I, I think that the challenge here is, is dealing with both the short-term and the long-term in, in different kinds of formats, because uh, the long-term, obviously, is much more uncertain if you're the Cardinals. You know, you've, you've seen the skill that Alex Reyes has both in his rehab and in his years of coming up, and frankly, in his major league career, where obviously in limited action, he has an ERA of right about one and a half. That's a pitcher that you're going to be excited about and then that you're hoping can can bounce back and can be the guy that you thought he was going to be. But at this point now, with these couple of serious injuries kind of stacked up on Alex Reyes, uh, you start looking at him as, as much more of a question mark, and there's no doubt that the stock in a guy like that goes down. Again, you know, we're not, you, you don't mean to to heap this kind of negativity and, and, and to bury a guy uh, two days after a sudden and dramatic turn of events, but if you're the Cardinals in the long term, 
I think you're in a position where you just have to allow Alex Reyes to recover and you have to maybe ratchet down your expectations about what that recovery is ultimately going to turn out to to, to look like. In the short term, however, in the short term being sort of uh, the next few months, if not the remainder of this season, I think it is fair to question whether or not uh, the Cardinals are that hurt by losing Alex Reyes in the short term. You know, we've talked a lot about the ways in which the Cardinals would be impacted by injuries. And I think it's clear that at the start of the season, the two players who you would have deemed the most irreplaceable for this Cardinals roster would have been Yadier Molina and Paul DeYoung. And then that the team didn't have uh, any sort of established quality backups at those positions that you would have felt comfortable leaning on for an extended period of time. Obviously now with both Molina and DeYoung uh, suffering significant injuries, we have seen backpack or backpacks, excuse me, backups slide into those roles. And I think they've performed admirably, you know, especially Jairo Munoz hitting nearly 500 since his recall. And then obviously the big dramatic home run last night, but Francisco Pena as well has been consistent offensively behind the plate and has been a, a steadying force on the pitching staff in, in a way that, really, I, I think, surprises a lot of people. You know, I don't know that Francisco Pena over, say, 500 bats over the course of a season is going to be a 270 hitter, but here in a short burst, he is filled in for Yadier Molina uh, probably about as well as you could have expected, and probably about as well as any catcher who has had to fill in for Molina over his career as a starter has. Uh, aside from the brilliantly bright flash of the Gary Bennett phenomenon in 2006, I can't remember a performance from a Cardinals backup catcher that's been quite as admirable as what you've seen out of Francisco Pena here over the last month or so without Yadier Molina. And and, and so if those two injuries can be sustained by the Cardinals, if they can find backups there, then hopefully in, in, in a position where the rotation being the position of greatest depth for the Cardinals and and the spot where they have had the most success this season and where they certainly have, I guess, bodies to throw at the problem, uh, you would assume that the loss of Alex Reyes is a thing that can be papered over. And additionally, I think that if the Cardinals do find themselves coming to the trade deadline and in a position where they think uh, they need more depth in that rotation, there does there it seems like there are always going to be starters available. Now, there's not going to be all-star level starters available, and there there also won't be pitchers as talented as Alex Reyes available toward the trade deadline, but there at least will be an opportunity to acquire some guys who who can fill in admirably, who can take the ball and provide you with the innings that you need uh, to to really, I think, sustain the staff throughout the duration of the season. Uh, As we go through here and talking about the injuries, mentioning Yadier Molina, uh, the Cardinals announcing yesterday that Molina is going to be heading to Springfield this weekend. He'll make a rehab start at least one tomorrow, probably on Sunday as well. It would not shock me in the slightest to see Yadier Molina return for the Cardinals next Tuesday with the Marlins in town. That seems to be the way that things are trending right now. He was at Bush yesterday. Uh, He caught Luke Weaver's bullpen. He took full batting practice. He was jogging around on the field, fielding balls. As far as anyone can tell from observing Yadier Molina yesterday... Uh, all systems appear to be go. He, he he mentioned on his way off the field yesterday to a couple of reporters that he may be talking to the press today, so that's the case. Then, obviously, we'll uh, 
We'll have more information on Yadier Molina here in the next couple of hours if he is indeed available for the media this afternoon. But certainly encouraging reports, I think, on, on the rehab for Molina. And, you know, his injury is one that is so uh, unusual and atypical that it's it's hard, I guess, to sort of project out what that recovery process looks like. My understanding uh, from talking to team officials about it is, is, is that it's just a matter at this point of the surgical wound healing uh, that, that, you know, they had to, they had to open up Yadier Molina surgically to, to relieve some of the pressure on his, on his testicle and, 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 and release some of the blood that was pooling uh, after the hematoma was suffered. Once that was done and his, pain and soreness is, I don't know about gone, but at least at a tolerable level, then it's just a matter of the of the wound itself healing and, and the surgical aspect being behind him. So uh, if Yadier Molina is in a position where that is the case, then I think it's fair to expect that he would be uh, returning to the Cardinals lineup here fairly imminently. So as we talked about off the top here, I, I think that that walk-off win for the Cardinals last night creates a kind of hairpin turn uh, that emotionally the team probably really needed. Because when you have that long day, uh, not only do you have a game right after a travel day, which is not super common when you're coming off a road trip, usually maybe you'll have a, a, a day off in between the start of the homestand, but you have a day where you're dealing with this news where Alex Reyes is going to be hurt. You're dealing with all these roster moves, Reyes to the DL, sending out John Gant and Tyler O'Neill. You have three guys coming up in Voight and Myers and Austin Gomber, uh, who, by the way, I did write about at LockedOnSKLCardinals.com yesterday, and I recommend that you read it. But you had you had all of this movement yesterday, and after the Cardinals came out to that lead in that first inning, if that game had been lost and that lead had been completely wasted, that's a really difficult day uh, to, to sort of get through emotionally from an organizational standpoint and you could really see on the faces of players and and the coaches last night how much that meant Mike Matheny last night as he stepped up to the podium in the interview room sort of sighed relaxed let out this big exhale that made it clear that, that he was feeling a great deal of relief walking off the field after that game last night you also had Jairo Munoz uh, speaking to the team uh, or speaking to the, to the media, excuse me, afterwards uh, through an interpreter and just the grin on his face, the massive ear-to-ear smile that Jairo Munoz was uh, was was sporting last night after after his walk-off home run was uh, was 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 pretty dramatic and it was you know it was funny the uh, the Cardinals have hired a new uh, new Spanish translator this season, a gentleman named Carlos, and he hadn't really hadn't really had much work that he had. Uh, I, I should pause. hadn't had much on camera work. Carlos does a lot of work behind the scenes in translating documents and making sure that the primarily Spanish-speaking players you know have all those things taken care of. But uh, the vast majority of the native Spanish speakers for the Cardinals this season have spoken to the media without a translator. Marcelo Zuna, Carlos Martinez have 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 eschewed the use of the translator thus far in media conferences. Jairo Munoz, not comfortable doing so yet, and and so uh, used Carlos last night, and so he was taking a fair amount of ribbing from the uh, from from folks around the clubhouse about his first big on camera moment. But it was it was exciting to see those guys have that kind of relief after that kind of outing last night, because I think what gets lost a little bit in the way that that game unfolded is that part of the reason that game felt like it was going to slip away was because the Cardinals did not get uh, the kind of consistent outings that they have been getting from Jordan Hicks and Bud Norris. And not only did they not, they did, did not get them, 
they both went down on the same night. That's been extraordinarily rare for the Cardinals so far this season. Hicks and Norris have been the two guys that the Cardinals can trust the most and the most consistently out of the bullpen. And so uh, to have both of those guys falter last night, that, that just felt like a game that was meant to get away no matter what else played out, no matter what else transpired. And and Matheny admitted as much in the postgame. I, I asked about the decision to go get Bud Norris after only one batter last night, and he said, look, that in a situation where you have a long series, it's a four-game set against the Pirates, uh, in a game where you're down three, you have to go get your closer and save his bullets for the remainder of the weekend. And lo and behold, they did. Mike Myers managed to successfully complete the eighth and put up a scoreless ninth. And the Cardinals find themselves now in a situation where they will have Bud Norris fresh. Uh, the one thing that they won't probably have is Jordan Hicks. I would not expect to see Hicks before probably Sunday uh, after a 30-pitch outing last night that the Cardinals have been trying to give him as much as, you know, as, much as two days to recover as frequently as they can. So I think you're probably going to be without Jordan Hicks for a large chunk of the weekend if you're the Cardinals. Uh, and that's that's a, that's a fairly substantial blow as well. Like it, it, it will go a little bit under the radar, but these games against the Pirates are important. And, you know, we, we talk about this a little bit, that the, the, the Pirates need to make sure, or the Cardinals, excuse me, need to make sure that they're separating themselves out from the Pirates as opposed to letting themselves get grouped in with kind of the Pirates and the Cubs in this in this bundle that's chasing after the Milwaukee Brewers. Now is the time of the year where it's time to start separating yourself out from the way from the way things look and, and the way that the standings are set up. And the Cardinals now, after last night, uh, a full third of the way through the season, find themselves in a position where if they're going to to really challenge for a playoff spot, now has to be the time when when that gets turned up. And and, and if they're going to really be in the race, and that decision needs to be made now. And so, uh, with all of that in mind, that's that's a big important win for that Cardinals team last night. It's it's you know again. It's sort of in this balance now. We're, we're coming up to the point of the season where you cross the line from is it too early to make judgments to are they waiting too long to make dramatic decisions. The uh, the rule of thumb around Bush Stadium, and my understanding is that this, is, this has uh, originated from legendary Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne, is that flag day is the day where it's okay to start making judgments about your team and to start figuring out what kind of ball club you have. That's that's two weeks from yesterday. June 14th is flag day. And so if the Cardinals get to flag day and they're still not sure what their identity is, then that's a concern. But last night, I think, has the has the, has the potential to have been a kind of defining victory uh, that will allow this team to choose their own identity and to move forward throughout this season in such a way that can help guarantee that they're going to be in a position to challenge for a postseason spot. Because I think that... Everyone's expectation at the start of the season, at the start of every Cardinals season, that this is that the team will be competing in the playoffs. And, you know, given the changes of the coaching staff over the last year and given sort of the edicts which have come down from the front office, it's it's fair, I think, to assume uh, that if the Cardinals, at, at the start of the year, I should say, it would have been safe to assume that a Cardinals team which missed the playoffs this year would be likely to have a new manager next year. Now, all of a sudden, that may be shifting, right? Because it, as as much as the Cardinals have been challenged this season, and as much as Mike Matheny draws criticism uh, from fans 
for a lot of uh, for for a lot of his choices in game. Uh, I was reading a column on the Athletic this morning from Bernie Miklas that I agreed with in large part. Uh, and Bernie's point and, and and mine would also be that Matheny has done I think a pretty good job of keeping this specific team together in the context of the ineffectiveness of the major free agents of Holland and Ozuda not being effective, the injuries this team has had to deal with, the fact that they are still very much in the thick of the race, uh, to me says this is a Cardinals team that needs maybe some personnel help from the outside, but that also has been maintained from the inside uh, just about as well as you could have asked for in large part to this point in the season. And so as we come up here again on the on the third poll, as we come up here on Flag Day, uh, the evaluation of this Cardinals team will be consistently ongoing, but last night's victory could be a major tentpole in sort of separating them out from the pirates of the world and pushing them closer to real contention at the top of the NL Central. That's going to wrap up today's Locked On St. Louis Cardinals. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're gonna we're gonna get on a more regular schedule here. I promise you over the next week or so. Just we, we've been dealing with a lot of travel between Brendan and I both, and sort of balancing that with our other ballpark responsibilities. But we are very grateful uh, to have you listening. Make sure you subscribe as always on iTunes. You can grab us on, on Spotify as well. Uh, you can always reach us on Twitter. I'm at JM Jones on Twitter. Brendan is at bshafer12. I have things written. My most recent was yesterday. Again, as I mentioned on Austin Gomber, waiting for the first call out of the bullpen for the Cardinals. That's at LockedOnSTLCardinals.com. Brendan's stuff is on KMOV.com. He had a good piece this morning breaking down uh, what went wrong in that game last night before all the things went right. So, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back this weekend with more content for you here on Locked On on St. Louis Cardinals.